this, I think this is going to catch on. I think a lot of people, like, they're going to start understanding more and more about, you know, the dangers of PMO and um, it's going to be more widely accepted. It's just, I know it's, it's on a lot. It's on us to really not just obviously like practice what we preach, but also to like teach others, um, yes. bring, you know, awareness to the mass population about what's going on and, and letting them know that, you know, this is something that if, if, if you're struggling with that, you can, you can get out of it. It's easy to get out of it. Um, it just involves a lot of thought, you know, challenging your beliefs, challenging, you know, whatever you were exposed to, you know, whatever you were taught in the past and really making that decision to, to better yourself. Hey everyone, welcome to Filling the Void. This is your host, the Celibate Yogi. In this week's episode, we hear from a physician, a doctor, um, and he shares and he chronicles his journey of quitting and escaping the porn trap we spend a lot of time working through some core beliefs that keep people stuck on this porn trap. And we also hear from him about the greater societal implications of how porn is playing out and what that means for our society. So keep listening and I'll see you on the other side. All right. So I have been doing generally better and... Um know understanding the concepts of easy peasy and obviously like you know from your book as well which which is kind of like derived from and everything um but i'm still finding myself slipping up um Mm -hmm. the last time i slipped up was yesterday Mm -hmm. and it was after a long day uh at at work actually i i came out from like a a night shift like a 24-hour call yeah so i came back was super tired and it wasn't necessarily that like the day was difficult or I was really upset or anything. It was just, in fact, it was a pretty good shift. I learned a lot. And uh, we also work with uh, fellows. So the fellow that I was with, like he was teaching a lot and I really benefited from that. But um, yeah, but I just came home and then I was just like super tired. And I I just decided kind of like to, to use again. And then that's when I kind of like was sitting down and trying to figure out okay i need to have like some deeper thought in terms of what am i missing is there something that still kind of like as far as the brainwashing is concerned in my mind and then that's when i don't know if you saw but like in the in the the discord group i i kind of just wrote down a bunch of stuff trying to like start from all the way to the beginning and figure out okay could there be another underlying you know, thing that I haven't really addressed yet um, with regards to why I think I'm using it. And in a nutshell, I think it's not so much that I don't understand what the book is addressing. Mm -hmm. Um, It's like, yes, I'm totally on board with like like the harms, um the, the the brainwashing with regards to like how it relieves stress anxiety how it doesn't do that actually um i think it's more of a, of a deeper thing and what i what i was mentioning was that um i think it has to do with with status um status 
status, yes. So, so basically, when I was doing um, NoFap for the first time, um, I had that's when I had like my longest streak. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when I when I slipped up for the first time, it was it really like shattered my confidence. So, I guess from that point on, I was I really like linked my status and my worth to like um, how well I'm able to stay away from, from PMO. So then when I would try to like, you know, get back into it again, um, I just kept relapsing and relapsing and relapsing and relapsing. So that really affected my confidence and that in myself, I thought I wasn't good enough basically because I'm still like kind of like in this really bad cycle. Um, and then that also, I saw that kind of like permeate through other areas of my life, like especially in my school and in my work. And generally I was, I was doing well, I'm still doing, you know, well, but I just always thought that I could do better, you know, if, if it wasn't for, um, for PMO. Um, and then now it's like, I feel like my worth will be validated if I'm able to just, if I'm able to stay with Rampimo for good, but then it's kind of like a catch 22 because based on my like history of, you know, relapses over and over and over again, I'm scared to like have the confidence to, to like take that leap and, you know, um, and then that's why I kind of, I, I find myself like going back because I'd rather, and this is like, it doesn't make sense, but like I'd rather stick with PMO than worry about the uncertainty of, um, you know, trying to stay off and then, you know, slipping again and everything. Um, and then I also mentioned like when I was introduced to PMO before, uh, like the, the two friends who introduced me to it, like they were very, like I kind of like looked up to them a lot and so in a way, like I was, you know, trying to seek validation from them as, um, you know, so as the cool guy and the guy who, who, you know, who, who does what they do. And initially that's, that's why I first, you know, fell into the trap, right? Because it, it made me feel like accepted um, and everything. And then over time, um, when especially like in when I started high school um I was like in more rigorous like classes so then I used then I would turn to PMO for basically like stress relief and stuff like that mm-hmm. um so that's that's pretty much like the, the the gist of it I think it's more of a status and then I guess like, if I could like boil it down to one thing it's like Right, I'm not good enough. I'm not worthy enough, and and everything like that. Um, so like in in the process of like writing this down, I, I sort of I remember something that I read, uh, like I think like a year ago about you know this this kind of issue, and saying that what's important is to really kind of like look at where you derive your status from in terms of it being like, is it an external source versus something that's like inherent within you? And a lot of like the reason why like, 
you know, we, we, we think poorly of ourselves is because we have some external source of status that we cling on to. And, you know, because that can change, you know, at any given moment, you know, we say like, okay, I feel good if I have, for example, like if I have a lot of money or I feel bad if I don't have a lot of money or if I have this number of friends or I don't have this number of friends, things like that. Um, so I think, I think for me, it's really like, I'm like so hyper-focused on my, like leaving the identity of being someone who's in PMO. But with respect to my, the past and my previous failures, um, it's, it's hard to, it's hard to shake that off. And so that, that's kind of like what I was uh, just like pondering about yesterday. Yeah. Was there anything else that came up? Uh, let me see. Let me see. I'm just looking at my notes right now to see what I I wrote. So I think just like over, like in a more general sense, it's just like I mentioned before that um, it kind of affected my my sense of con- my my self confidence, especially like my performance at work and everything. So. Um, I think it's just like a whole general aspect of like, I need to make sure that I'm like affirming to myself that like I am, I have like this inherent worth, this inherent dignity that's not really affected by anything else, you know, outside of that. And in fact, it's, it's a matter of being more in, in line with my inherent dignity that, you know, I'm making the the necessary the necessary steps to leave PMO because I know that I'll be returning back to you know who I truly am as opposed to saying that like oh like I in like before I had low self-confidence and I'm just building myself up now it's like no I had my worth was has always been there it's just like I kind of like steered away from the, the road a little bit and I just I'm just looking to, to bring myself back. Um, I guess my, my still my worry is that I don't know if it's something that like I can fix like instantly. I'm thinking that it's something that I have to kind of like work on over time. Hopefully not over over a long period of time. That just maybe like constant affirmations, constant you know reminders, and and everything like that. But um, and then worrying about like, am I going to slip up again in that process? Yeah. If if you had to, kind of, there are a lot of things happening here around self esteem, around validation, around. Um, your identity and kind of how it's all intertwined into this belief. Um, so if you were to kind of sum it up in a, in a phrase, um, what do you think the belief here is? Is the belief I am not enough? Is the belief I'm not worthy or um, I need someone to validate me? Like what is the, what is this belief that's, that's causing this void in your life? If you had to articulate it into a sentence. Yeah, I'd say I'm not worthy enough for 
I'm not worthy enough, basically. That that'd be that'd be good. Okay. So let's actually work on that core belief. Um, and by the way, this is incredibly common. I wouldn't beat yourself up because you have this belief. I think you and seven billion other people around the world have this exact same belief. Mm. Um, so I'm going to ask a bunch of questions. They're going to seem a bit facetious. They're going to seem a bit uh, silly to even ask because we all know the answer to them. But um, just humor me and play along, and let's give it a shot. Okay. Um, and just just speak from the heart. You know, give the first answer that comes to your mind. That sort of thing. Um, I am not worthy. That's the belief we're working on. Is that true? Is that it's, true? What What's yes. your gut? instant reaction is yes or no my gut instant reaction is yes okay can you absolutely know that it's true now engage the head no how and well because i mean i i'm i'm me right so i'm always going to be biased in terms of like what metrics that i use to to to, to 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 say like whether or not i'm i'm worthy enough right mm -hmm. and it's you have to think about like a whole comprehensive approach mm -hmm. you know like if if i'm not performing well in this particular aspect of my life does that account for everything else or is it i have to have you know deficiencies and in most of, or if not all of my aspects of what to say, whether or not I'm 100% not good enough entirely. Mm -hmm. So I can't figure I can't figure that out for myself because I'm just super biased and I'm really focusing on just like one thing in, in this specific instance with regards to, you know, my PMO use. It's a bit silly to base your entire self-worth on one very particular and easily, um, easily recoverable um, thing you've got that's, that's, that's going bad for you. I mean, you are a medical doctor, you, are, um, you help kids, you have gone through a lot of incredible vigorous training, you just finished your step three um, and you did well on that. By all means, you are doing great, you are, um, you're crushing it. You should be, um, you know, whatever belief, whatever fed, whatever feeds this belief that you're not enough is as you have established yourself. Um, there's no way of absolutely knowing that that's true. Mm -hmm. um, so now we know that intellectually, at least that this belief that I am not worthy is not true. But when you hold on to a belief, like um, I am not enough, Tell me, how does that affect your life? How has that affected your life so far? Yeah, definitely. Um, it just makes me like really self-conscious about, you know, how I put myself out there, especially um, in front of my peers. Um, like, I, I keep going back to my work because it's such a really good example. Like, I'm in this phase of where I'm still... Even though I have like I still have the the, the doctor degree, like I'm still training. So 
the learning curve is considerably sweet, steep. So it's not a matter of, you know, not just taking care of the patients, but also learning about how to take care of the patients in the process. So it's a, it's a much more stressful environment that I'm in, even though I have a lot of support, but still it's like I'm, I'm constantly like, you know, worrying about if I'm doing the right thing and if my senior, you know, residents and uh, attending physicians, they, they have like a good perception of me. Um, I don't want to mess up. And that makes me really at times anxious and, and worried if I'm actually doing good and, and, and see that that's, that's another thing that I'm thinking about is like, I, I do also attach my sense of worth and dignity into how well I do at work, like into my performance. So see, that's another external source of validation that shouldn't be there. Um, right. Yeah. Do you think you can be mindful at work, continue to learn, continue to stand up for yourself, continue to grow as a, as a physician without um, this, this belief? Do you think it's possible? Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. So if this belief that you're not worthy, that your worth and dignity is not tied to all of this blob of, of work and life and all that kind of stuff, and it's making you miserable, then it doesn't make too much sense to hold on to this belief. And you've already recognized that. Mm -hmm. um, so tell me just for a moment, what would life be like if you no longer had this belief that I'm not worthy, that my worth and dignity is not tied to my work? How would things change for you? Um, I'd, I'd, I'd be a lot more calm, a lot more, you know, proactive in in learning and seeking out opportunities to learn and to, to get out of my comfort zone. Um, and I really wouldn't let anything limit me in terms of my goals. Mm -hmm. um, like, especially with what I want to do in the future. Like if I want to like um, do further training to like subspecialize because um, one of the other things that I was that so from that I'm thinking about is going into like like an ICU specialty, which I guess in my mind I'm thinking like, oh, you have to be like really smart to do ICU because there's a lot more it's a lot more active and you really have to know your your physiology well, how well the body works and things like that. Um so I don't know like if I was worthy enough yeah, to to, to thrive in that kind of specialty, you know what I mean? Um, but yeah, I would, I would be a lot more calm, a lot more confident in myself. I wouldn't be worried about what other people thought about me and I would just do what I need to do and, and thrive. Yeah. And so we have established so far that you have no absolute means of knowing that this belief is true, that I'm not worthy. We have established so far that holding on to this belief makes you self-conscious, makes you ineffective at work. It 
feeds the PMO addiction. It um, puts your worth and dignity into question. And if you were to let it go, you'd be a lot more calm, a lot more proactive. You'd learn a lot more. You would advance from your career um, in a significant way. You might take better, take more chances um, and seek out perhaps more difficult, um, seemingly difficult challenges uh, because you are not questioning your self-worth. And of course, the, your reliance on, on PMO would uh, not exist. Would that be correct? Mm -hmm. I, I think I would, I would say that, just to clarify, like, I think it's because of the, the PMO that mm -hmm. kind of like went into my work and not really the other way around. Um, yes. yes. So that, that's another revelation because work, work is, is a big factor, but I've also seen it like in situations where, like in social situations, for example, like if I were to talk with, you know, like attractive women, things like that. Um, and if it can, things can go out really well, but then I feel like, you know, there's that, there's that fear of success also. Um, where it's like if things are really going my way because of the belief just like holy that like I'm not worthy like do I deserve like all of the successes and everything that's going on on a social aspect work aspect um, staying clean things like that so there, there have been times when like I would actually things things would go well but then I would still go back and and, and use because I just felt that like I didn't really deserve whatever was going on. Um, so like, yeah. Yeah. Um, a few things that I want to point out here. You, you have made a, a causal statement that the PMO is what's feeding this belief that I'm not enough. Um, and I would be careful of making that link. I think correlation doesn't equate causation. You know that better, mm -hmm. than, better than me. Um, I think in a lot of cases, they feed each other. And there are so many other, <clears throat> excuse me, there are so many other factors that feed a belief like I am not enough. Um, mm. I, I read about this in my book, but you turn on the TV, you go to the movies and um, think of a James Bond movie. At the end of the movie, he's killed a bad guy and he has that Super 10 model and he's going off into the sunset and going to bed with her. Um, and that is seen and shown as the height of um, success that's shown as the height of human achievement and if you aren't you know if you want to be cool like James Bond you need someone or something like that going on in your life and so that's mm. a level of brainwashing um, you've had years and years and years of PMO brainwashing where um, you're seeing all these supernatural stimulus that's that's made you think that well I need to perform and act and be like this or I need to um, like this is what success looks like. This is how I have to be with a woman in order for, for me to feel self-worth. You have, um, uh, you've had social, you've grown up in the age of social media where you've seen your colleagues and coworkers and uh, classmates in some ways excel uh, perhaps more than you. Obviously there are people who haven't done as well, but the mind constantly has a tendency to look at the people who have done better and kind of beat yourself up in the process. And so that's an additional level of beating yourself up, an additional level of telling yourself subconsciously that I am not enough. Um, 
And all of these different things feed into the belief that I'm not enough. It's not just the PMO. And in many cases, as this belief gets stronger, you act out in, um, you act out in, in different ways, whether it be with this heightened self-consciousness at work, whether it be falling into the PMO trap. I think a lot of people believe that, oh, you know, because I'm PMOing, I have low self-worth. But in, in some ways, it's because you have the belief and that's why you end up PMOing. It's because you have this belief through all these years of brainwashing that you are self-conscious. In some many ways, the belief comes before acting out. And of course, the world kind of reinforces that feedback cycle and, and you just go down this vicious cycle of um, making this belief stronger and stronger and stronger. But I would be kind of careful in making it into just a one directional causal relationship. I would, I would really think of it as, um, as one thing that feeds the other uh, in a continuous cycle and it, it keeps kind of like pulling you down. Does that make sense? Okay. Or is that? No, no, yeah. yeah. If it doesn't ring true, let me know. Yeah, I was just trying to see like, I was just trying to pin, to see if I could pinpoint that there was like one like events that kind of like caused like cause all of this so that I could kind of see, go back and kind of process it, yeah, so to speak. And the only thing that I can think of is like 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 I mentioned earlier, um, like I've I've been a lot better at this now, but I would always like just like seek validation from others especially from my friends mm-hmm. um because like I, I didn't I don't have any siblings and everything and so I was always kind of like I guess clingy to other people mm-hmm. um so I don't know if that always if that also played a role yeah all of these different things play a role um there's value of course in trying to like pinpoint the exact moment or an event that causes it but um I think it would be more constructive, at least in a, like a the time we have to focus on, well, what are we gonna do moving forward with this like, overriding belief? And you know, beliefs like this create a void in our life and we try and fill it with like sugar or watching, binging on Netflix or watching PMO or, or mindless scrolling of social media. People who do feel I am enough um, don't need this sort of constant simulation and they can, um, uh, because they're not trying to fill the void in their life. And so, um, so far we have established that there's no way for you to know that this is absolutely beyond a shred of doubt true. We have established that holding on to this belief has made you miserable, made you ineffective, made you question your worth and dignity. It's made you uh, continue relying on the PMO crutch. And we also established that if you didn't have this belief, you'd be a heck of a lot happier. Um, you'd be more self-confident. You'd need to rely less and less on external crutches, external validation, um, even PMO. So it seems to me that the decision is quite clear, that it makes a lot more sense to drop this belief. And in the beginning of the call, you did say that, I don't know if I can just drop it, if it's a gradual thing, or if I can just choose to, to drop it. And I'd like to challenge mm-hmm. you and say that actually it is just a choice. And just for the sake of illustration, what I'd like you to do is, do you have like a pen or pencil or, you know, like a, a key that you can grab and put in your hand? 
a key yeah i have i have something that i can yeah right here okay whatever like a usb key i, I, I don't know just something to keep in your hand okay um and i want you to kind of like Put it in your palm, um, keep your palm open and look at the thing that you've got in your hand. By the way, what is it? Is it like a pen or something? It's it's like a, a clip that you use to like tie, okay. like clip your tie to your shirt, you know? Okay, cool. So you've got a clip in your hand and really a, this clip you've got in your hand is like this belief you have that I am not enough. And what we tend to do over time in life is that as external situations happen, as as life goes on, as, as brainwashing kicks in, we kind of start internalizing this belief. So I want you to start like clamping your hand down on this pin that you've got and like really clench this, this pin or clip you've got in your hand. Okay. And I want you to grab it even tighter and tighter and tighter. And you'll is your hand getting more tense or less tense? More tense. It, that's exactly it. And, this is what happens when we really internalize a belief and we, we start to think that this is who I am and we cause tension in our life because of holding on to these beliefs so tightly. Mm -hmm. But this belief was never a part of us. It was something we held on to and we did it and, and we internalized it. We told ourselves that this is who I am and the more tightly we clung to it, the more tension, the more stress we created. And then we tried to fill the void. The, we tried to relieve the tension we had from holding on to this belief by doing all the things that make us miserable. And all you really had to do was open your hand and the tension goes away. And the only thing you had to do to drop this belief is turn your hand upside down. So go ahead and do that. Do you see how easy it is for that clip to fall down? Yeah. That's exactly it. So just like you drop that clip, can you just choose to unclench your hand and, and turn your hand down and drop this belief that I am not enough? Yes. It's, it really is just a choice. Um, mm -hmm. But as soon as you do it, there's going to be a tendency to be like, well, no, I really want to pick it up, you know, because it, it, it's a part of my hand. Like it's part of my life. I want to hold on to it and I want to clip it again. I want to grab it again. And yeah, like you uh, see the imprint on your hand at, when you let yeah. go. So it's like, it's, ooh, yeah. Yeah. You, you think it's a part of you. And this is when we have to um, find a reversal and affirm the truth to ourselves. Uh, because we've had so many years of brainwashing. We need to mm -hmm. consciously affirm the truth to ourselves over and over and over again. And you mentioned that these positive affirmations that you have to remind yourself with. So, you know, help me come up with a reversal of this belief that I am not enough. What would be a good reversal of that? So, let me see. Um, it could be something like, I, I have like inherent unconditional self-worth and dignity. That's great. That's beautiful. Um, I have inherent unconditional self-worth and dignity. I am enough. Yes, yes. How does that feel as you say it, as you said it out loud? it feels great if it, it, it feels i feel like lighter as a result of it and it's 
and it helps like relieve like a lot of the the pressures about you know trying to perform and it's just like you know and then i guess the, the other aspect like i would add is um, <laughs> and you know because i have this inherent self-worth and dignity i'm gonna honor it Any, yes. anything that i do i'm gonna i'm gonna honor that by doing the things that will help preserve that and not you know taint it or keep it away yeah um, i i want to make this point quite clear um these affirmations by themselves would be helpful but you first had to see through the lie of the false belief mm -hmm. and that's when and really understand that it's not a part of you and it was it was it was like that clip you clutched in your hand and it created the tension in your hand um once that idea is clear these affirmations these positive beliefs these truths when you affirm them to yourself they create a deeper impression in your mind and they they stick to you um i wouldn't recommend you know you, you get it intellectually that pmo is bad for you doesn't relieve the stress it doesn't relieve boredom or, or any of that other stuff but um there was what was kind of like what was in the back of your mind was that well i'm not worthy and so i might as well just punish myself or i might as well just um i might as well just have this i might as well just pmo because it it, it feeds the void of me not being enough right and and yeah like even like i had those similar affirmations that i wrote down and i'd read them every day but it just i just like really deep 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 i didn't feel like it had much of an effect because of what you were saying that that other underlying deeper deeper um belief so i needed to shift my focus to to that instead yeah So now the question that I have is, I guess, apart from like writing it down and kind of like reading it and affirming every day, mm -hmm. is there any, is there anything else that I can do to, to like reinforce that new belief? Yeah. I think uh, one of the biggest things you can do is actually be mindful of the opposite uh, of all the different times when you pick that pen, when you, when you pick that clip up and you grasp it tightly in your hand with the false things uh, mm -hmm. being quite mindful of all the different ways that the brainwashing kicks in and you 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 accept it unquestioningly um, whether it be from a like a passing comment that a colleague might make um, commenting on your effectiveness as a physician or uh, maybe a comment from your parents or um, when you see a happy couple and you're like, man, you know, I don't have this thing figured out in my life. Um, just think of the, as you're going through life, start being mindful of the 101 different ways that you beat yourself up um, in the 101 ways that you um, tell yourself I'm not enough or you internalize the idea that I am not enough. It's, it's such mm -hmm. an unconscious thing, but we do it constantly. And it's so detrimental to our health, our happiness, our well-being. Yeah, a lot. Yeah, a lot of it is can be very unconscious. So, right, if you're not really mindful of it all the time, then it can it can just creep up on you. Yeah, 
the other thing that might help, um, and this is based on your what you said about you know being a kid, really wanting validation from those other other guys that introduced you to PMO or a bunch of other things, but you can picture your yourself as a kid, or you can picture this kid in your mind's eye, and tell him that hey man, like you are enough and you always have been enough, mm. and that is incredibly healing um yeah mm. Mm. i remember when i did that i broke down into tears because i wished someone would have told me that when i was growing up as a kid yeah. okay okay so def def i'll definitely do that yeah oh that's great man um how are you feeling in general yeah, yeah, I feel a lot better. Um, it's, I, I feel a lot more relieved in terms of figuring out kind of like what's the like the, the deep deep root and 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 you know surprisingly this isn't something that I, I like. It's, it's not like a new revelation to me. It's always something that I would like at times you know think about ponder about but either because i was so wrapped up in i guess the more surface level you know issues with pmo mm -hmm. that i didn't that wasn't really consistent in you know processing and and thinking and you know working through this particular issue um because i i would i remember like writing it about about you know this like a few years ago also then i was like because i was also at a point where like i just kept you know failing and everything and in terms of my recovery and i was like okay what's going on what's going on so now i'm i for sure know that this this is it like if i process this one this this one and and you know um leave it behind me then it's going to be dramatically effective hmm. yes yes so it's always great to talk to you i really appreciate um your help for everything that you're doing you know for all of us it's uh it's really great like you know i think just like in 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 general just like from a most from a, like a societal perspective it's uh th i think this is going to catch on i think a lot of people like they're going to start understanding more and more about you know the dangers of pmo and um it's going to be more widely accepted it's just i know it's it's on a lot it's on us to really not just obviously like practice what we preach but also to like teach others um, yes. to bring you know, awareness to the mass population about what's going on and, and letting them know that, you know, this is something that if, if, if you're struggling with that, you can, you can get out of it. It's easy to get out of it. Um, it just involves a lot of thought, you know, challenging your beliefs, challenging, you know, whatever you were exposed to, you know, whatever you were taught in the past. And really making that decision to to better yourself
thanks everyone for listening to this episode of filling the void it would mean a lot to me if you went ahead and left a great review a great rating on itunes podcast on google podcasts or wherever you listen to this podcast and of course if you want to learn more about these ideas go on amazon.com and look up quit porn easily it's an ebook that i wrote which has the best of my coaching um, summarized it's only 99 cents and of course if you are looking for coaching go on to quitporneasily.com coaching that's quitporneasily.com coaching get personalized coaching about your porn addiction your internet addiction i'm here for you um, thanks everyone for listening and i will see you next time